1: it does come out in one piece. It comes out in one piece. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. And now, here's Mark. Well, the fifth Democrat presidential debate is in the books. The fifth debate that uh, took place in Atlanta, Georgia, is history. Uh, We've now had five debates, one left in December, highlighting the democrat presidential candidates uh on the stage together and this time believe it or not they actually address the issue of abortion you're listening to your radio activist on the mark harrington show you can find out more at mark about our program and i'm also the uh, president of created equal the pro-life organization So the fifth Democrat presidential debate happened uh, this week, and uh, our organization, once again, was represented outside the debate uh, facility, this time flying a tow banner over it. Uh, We've been at every single presidential debate protesting uh, the Democrat position on abortion. Uh, we've been to uh, Texas, we've been to Michigan, Ohio, now Georgia, and there's going to be one more in December. We don't know where that's going to happen, but we'll be there as well. So here's the thing. A lot of people have been talking about how the Democrats haven't been forced to address the issue of abortion. And it's true. And it's primarily because their views are so extreme, the party probably doesn't want them talking about it. but apparently. They decided to do it last night, uh, where the issue of abortion was finally front and center where it belongs. And so what I want to do on today's program is take some time to debunk the positions of the Democrats running for president. Uh, We're going to hear from Senator Amy Klobuchar. We're going to hear from Senator Elizabeth Warren, and we're going to hear from Senator Bernie Sanders. So basically what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna play the clip and then I'm going to address what they say. So first of all, Rachel Maddow asks the question, introduces the topic of abortion. Go ahead and play that clip.
2: Including right here where we are tonight in Georgia, have passed laws that severely limit or outright ban abortion. Right now, Roe versus Wade protects a woman's right to abortion nationwide. But if Roe gets overturned and abortion access disappears in some states, would you intervene as president to try to bring that access back, Senator Klobuchar?
3: Well, of course. All right, go ahead and stop
1: there. First of all, I want to address Roe v. Wade doesn't protect anybody. Roe v. Wade's an opinion. It's the opinion of the U.S. Supreme Court that bans on abortion, are unconstitutional. That's all it is. Uh, The Supreme Court cannot legislate on abortion. They did. And unfortunately, we have accepted it as de facto law, despite the fact that it's not. It's just a decision or an opinion of the court. The word, word abortion doesn't occur in the Constitution. The right to privacy isn't there. Reproductive rights, none of it's there. And because of that, the U.S. Supreme Court should have never heard the case. It should have been left to the states and the people to decide, which is what we understand from the Tenth Amendment. So I just want to set it straight that Roe v. Wade was wrongly decided, and it protects nobody's right to have an abortion, despite the fact that, unfortunately, Americans do see it that way. So she asked the question of Amy Klobuchar, Uh, about abortion. So go ahead and play that clip.
3: Uh, We should codify Roe v. Wade into law. That is what we should do. All right, stop there.
1: Codify Roe. You know what she's talking about there? Codifying Roe. What she means is she wants to make it law. She wants to legislate. She wants to pass a law in Congress and signed by the president that would take Roe v. Wade, basically, and put it into law. Now, let me just address that. First of all, I'd prefer, obviously, it be out of the hands of the U.S. Supreme Court. I'd rather it be in Congress. I'd rather it be debated among the people at the state legislatures. Uh, So I'm with her, but I don't want to codify Roe. But let the people decide. I tell you this, put it up for a vote. Try to pass a uh, uh, Freedom of Choice Act, which is what Bill Clinton tried to do way back when in the 1990s to codify Roe v. Wade. That's what he wanted to do. Put it up to the, US, the, the the people to decide through their representatives in Congress in the States. And I guarantee you, it ain't going to happen. We're never going to codify Roe v. Wade because there are too many people that would not agree with the reach of Roe. Roe and Doe legalized abortion basically up until the time of birth. So she says she wants to codify Roe. It's been tried before, but hey, I'd... I'd much prefer it be out of the hands of the U.S. Supreme Court and let the people decide. Go ahead and continue on with Amy Klobuchar.
3: Indicated early on what he was going to do, and he's done it. Uh, when he was running for office, he literally said he, women should go to jail. Then he dialed it back and said doctors should go to jail. So no surprise that we're seeing these kinds of laws in Georgia and Alabama, where his allies are passing these bills. And what we Friends have to remember there.
1: Now, she's got her statistics wrong and, and her quotes about President Trump. It's true. But she is saying that because of the Trump presidency, uh, there has been a window opened for states like Ohio and others. Ohio passing the Heartbeat Bill, now introducing the Life at Conception Act, which, by the way, I just want to say, we said all along when we passed the Heartbeat Bill that it didn't go far enough. We said all along that we were going to try to pass a ban on abortion outright in the state of Ohio. And we're keeping our word. For those of you out there that said, oh, you know, the heartbeat bill doesn't go far enough. We agree, we agree, but we got to pass and now we're going to ban abortion outright, totally abolish it in the state of Ohio. Other states are following suit. And that's because of one thing, the election of President Trump who has given us the opportunity possibly to change the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, I, for one, should I believe we should ignore the Roe v. Wade decision. We should be passing laws in the state legislatures, irrespective of Roe. I, I'm, I'm for that. Uh, it's hard to convince people to ignore Roe v. Wade, but uh, we should be passing laws irrespective of Roe versus Wade. So she's right about one thing, and that is President Trump, his election changed everything when it comes to the issue of abortion politically. Go ahead and continue on with Amy
3: Klobuchar. Is that the people are with us. And I predict this will be a big election in issue in the general election. And I just can't wait I to stand so. across from Donald Trump and say this to him. You know what? The people are with us. Over 70% of the people support Roe v. Wade. Over 90% Wrong. of the people support funding for Planned Parenthood and making sure Wrong. that women can get the health care they need. Wrong. He Go ahead is ahead and
1: stop there. The- Amy Klobuchar is a liar on abortion. Uh, 70% of Americans don't support Roe v. Wade. If you break down, uh, if you just say, do you support Roe v. Wade? I mean, there is a, uh, a majority that do. That's true. But if you break it down and ask specific questions about abortion, Americans are clearly divided on this issue. There's no huge majority supporting abortion on demand, uh, which is the position of the so the Democrat Party. It's abortion on demand up until the very time of birth and paid for by your tax dollars. That's what they don't support. But that's what the Democrat Party uh, stands for. She says that 90 percent of. The American people support funding for Planned Parenthood. I don't know where she's getting that number. I don't think that's the case either. Who cares anyway? If it's murder, it needs to be outlawed. Whether 100% of the American people support it, it doesn't matter. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's immoral. And we need to outlaw it. All right. Now, go ahead and continue on with this. This is Amy Klobuchar finishing up her uh, remarks on abortion
3: the track on this and he will hear from the women of America and this is how we're going to win this election. Just this weekend, give, Louisiana reelected a, a Democratic governor, John Bell Edwards. He has signed one of the
2: country's toughest laws restricting abortion. Is there room in the Democratic Party for someone like him? Someone who can win in a deep red state, but who does not support abortion rights? Senator Warren. Look,
1: All right, stop there. I believe- you know what? For once we have actually a good question. (laughs) I mean, I couldn't believe it when I was seeing it. I couldn't believe my eyes that they're actually gonna ask the Democrat party if they have a litmus test on abortion for candidates. And uh, Senator Warren, you'll see, avoids the question uh, for obvious reasons because they don't wanna come out and say, if you're a Democrat and you're pro-life, you have no place in the party. They don't wanna say that, although that's what they believe. And you know why I know? Because a Democrat running for federal office or state, for that matter, for the most part, will not receive any funding from the Democrat National Committee if they support abortion. That's just the bottom line. There is a litmus test on abortion. But Senator Warren avoids the question, and she answers it in this way. Go ahead and play the rest of the clip.
2: I that abortion rights are human rights. I believe that they are also economic
1: rights. And All right, protecting- stop there. Stop there. Abortion rights are human rights. Now think about that for a second. Human rights to kill a baby. You know, if the baby's human, which is the debate, obviously, if you don't think abortion kills a human being, then I guess abortion is a human right. You know, you can say it's like, it's a human right to go get my tooth pulled. I mean, it's, it's it's not an issue, right? It's not a moral issue, so who cares, right? But if the unborn are human, then abortion's not a human right. Only in that it should be protected. The pre-born should be protected as humans. So she's obviously leaving out the unborn in this and saying it's a human right to women to kill their offspring. Uh, <clears throat> and it's also an economic right, she said. And I guess what she's saying there is that women cannot fully participate in the American economy unless they can kill their babies. That's basically it, right? Unless a woman can kill their babies, they're not gonna be able to participate fully, like men, in the American economy. I guess that's what she's getting to. Uh, I mean, that's a sad statement, actually, that women aren't capable of rising above a a problem or or a, a pregnancy, a difficult pregnancy, parent a child or whatever, adopt a child out or whatever has to happen. They are not capable, apparently, according to Elizabeth Warren, to rise above that. Not strong enough. Not strong enough. They had to be able to kill their babies in order to participate in the American economy. Go ahead and continue on with Elizabeth Warren.
2: The right of a woman to be able to make decisions about her own body is fundamentally what we do and what we stand for as a democratic party.
1: All right, stop there. This is the bodily autonomy argument that a woman has a right to control her own body. Uh, I, for one, I think most of us say that we have a general right to control our own body, unless what it affects someone else's body. And in this case, in abortion, it kills someone else. So. We don't have an absolute right to bodily autonomy. Uh, That's true in a lot of cases. That's what laws, laws that compel men to pay child support, they're not having a right to control their own body. Uh, I don't have a right to rape another woman using my body, right? I don't, no one has the right to do that. I don't have the right to punch somebody in the face using my body. In other words, it's been said that, My right to uh, to bodily autonomy ends at the end of my fist, at the beginning of someone else's nose. It's clear, again, she's neglecting the idea that the unborn are human. And that is the quintessential uh, debate on abortion. If the unborn are human, none of her arguments make any sense whatsoever. So this is the typical bodily autonomy argument. Uh, The unborn are whole, unique persons from fertilization, and therefore they deserve the right to life. All right, continue on with Elizabeth Warren, if you would.
2: When someone makes abortion illegal in America, rich women will still get abortions. It's just going to fall hard oh, on poor women. It's going to fall hard on girls, women who don't even know that they're pregnant because they have been molested by an uncle. I want to be an America ahead, where everybody
1: there. has. Let's let's take her argument at at face face value and just say okay, maybe it's true. Let us just make her case. Let's just say that rich people will continue to have they'll be able to have abortions because they have the money to pay for them or go out of state or whatever necessary, go do it illegally or across the border or whatever it is. Let's say it's true. Does that make it right? I mean, does it, it, does that make it so we should we should make it illegal because rich people are going to access it? Uh it's totally Just not even dealing with the issue of morality, whether abortion is right or wrong. Uh, You know, it plays on the sympathies of people to say, you know, poor people are going to be disproportionately affected by abortion. Uh, You know, if it's morally wrong. Then it needs to be against the law. Go ahead and continue on with uh, Elizabeth Warren.
2: Has a chance. And I know it can be a hard decision for people, but here's the thing. When it comes down to that decision, a woman should be able to call on her mother. She should be able to call on her partner. She, be, she should be able to call on her priest or her rabbi.
1: But the one. All right, stop entity- there. <clears throat> she says it's a hard decision. That abortion's a hard decision. I would ask Elizabeth Warren, why is it hard? If this is a so-called constitutional right protected by a u.s constitution right that we have the right to privacy a right to abortion then why should it be hard uh is there something inherently wrong about abortion ha see i'd ask her why is it hard see she's kind of tacitly granting us our supposition that we're killing a human being if abortion uh, is hard, then there's something about it that makes it difficult. If we're just if it's just like having heart surgery or have your tooth pulled or any other kind of elective uh, uh, surgery that's not a moral issue, then there would be nothing hard about it other than the fact that the surgery is difficult. What makes abortion hard is women have to deal with the grief of killing their babies. That's what makes it hard. So she's actually granting us one of our uh, main points. Uh, Go ahead and continue on with Elizabeth Warren.
2: It should not be in the middle of that decision. Is the government, Senator?
1: There you go. Stop there. This is the old adage, you know, the government needs to stay out of the bedroom or stay out of the decision for a woman to have an abortion. You know, the government's in the bedroom already, folks. Uh, you know, I don't most rapes take place in the bedroom. They do. Uh, you know, a lot of things happen in private places and people won't say that the government doesn't have the right to legislate against that. Uh, you know, so, again, she's just basically coming to you know the conclusion for her is that it does. You're not killing an unborn baby. Therefore, the government shouldn't have anything to say with it. The bottom line is the government already involved big time, big time. They're legislating that I, as a pro-life advocate who thinks abortion is wrong and immoral, have to pay for it to be funded with my tax dollars. The government's already coercing me, making me pay for abortion and all of us as Americans, many of us disagreeing with abortion. The government's already involved uh, in it. Think about it this way: Should the government stay out of lynching black people? What about gassing Jews? Is that something the government should not be involved in? If people were doing that, what about just assaulting people? You know, violence, those kinds of things. The government needs to be involved. In fact, the government should be protecting the weak against the strong. That's one of the main functions of government. And the bottom line is. The government's going to legislate morality. That's what they do, basically. That's what a law is. It's legislating morality. The question is, whose morality is it going to legislate? Right? And usually, the way that our system's supposed to work, as a representative republic, it's going to legislate based on our representatives and us indirectly coming to a consensus on what's right and wrong. So the government should have a role, and it should outlaw abortion because abortion's murder, because the government has a big role in legislating against murder. Go ahead and continue on with Elizabeth Warren
2: on this a little bit for a specific answer to the question. Governor John Bel Edwards in Louisiana is an anti-abortion governor who has signed abortion restrictions in Louisiana. Is there room for him in the Democratic Party with those politics? I have made clear what I think the Democratic Party stands for. I'm not here to try to drive anyone out of this party. I'm not here to try to build fences. But I am here to say this is what I will fight for as President of the United States. The women of America can count. Senator Warren, thank you. Senator Sanders, I'll give you 30 seconds. Well,
1: there you go. I mean, there is the bottom line is there is a litmus test it's kind of unwritten but if you're a democrat running for federal office you have to toe the party line on abortion bottom line you are just not going to get any money and you're not going to and you're going to be you're going to be chastised and and uh, and everything else by people like uh, nancy pelosi and others all right let's move on one more question to bernie sanders senator bernie sanders the communist let's go ahead and play that clip the women feel strongly on it. Well, let me just tell you that if there's
0: ever a time in American history where the men of this country must stand with the women,
1: this is the moment. All right, stop and there, get- here you go. Now, is it's interesting, <clears throat> the pro-abortion movement, pro-abortion advocates say that it's a woman's right to choose. They say that men shouldn't have anything to say about it because men can't get pregnant. That's the argument, right? that it's a woman's issue. But yet Bernie Sanders says that men ought to have a say. In fact, they ought to be defending women who want to have an abortion. And I would say this, okay, if you're gonna have it that way, then what about men who want to support women who don't wanna have an abortion? Should they have a say? If it's about men too, then maybe men who are pro-life should also have a voice. What do you think about that, Bernie? What do you think about that? The bottom line is this. The abortion issue is what it is, and it will rise or fall. It will uh, make sense to people or not based on the arguments, the logic. Right. And that's the way it should be done. It's not about the person involved in the argument. That's called an ad hominem fallacy. If you say, oh, well, men shouldn't have a say because they can't have uh, babies. They can't get pregnant. That's an ad hominem. Uh, Genders don't have arguments. People do. It's not about who makes the argument that matters. It's about the argument itself. And I'm all for men standing up. In fact, if it weren't for men, we wouldn't have abortions because they're just taking a walk on the issue. They're saying basically, and I'm I'm generalizing big time here. But the bottom line is this. Men want to have sex when they want to have it. They want to be able to if they get a woman pregnant want to pay for the abortion, and then they're out of the picture. Think about this. If men stood up and been and, and were real men that said, I'm going to defend women and children, I'm going to do the right thing, I'm not going to kill my baby, I'm not going to abandon a woman who I get pregnant and send her off to the abortion mill and let her deal with it, abortion would be outlawed. It would be over. We've given a pass to men. They could just simply have sex, go pay for the abortion, move on to the next woman. I mean, that's kind of how it works, doesn't it? It's time for men to stand up. There's one thing I agree with, with uh, with Senator Sanders and defend women and children. That's what men historically do. And finally, go ahead and finish the clip here with uh, Senator Sanders,
3: very tired,
1: very tired of
0: hearing the hypocrisy. From conservatives who say, "Get the government off our backs. We want small government." Well, if you want to get the government out of the backs of the American people, then understand that it is women who control their own bodies, not politicians. This is the
1: well, there you go. There's the old argument again uh, that it's you know keep the government out of the business of women controlling their own bodies. I mean, again, we get back to this whole issue of bodily autonomy. and whether a woman has an absolute right to her body, which would include the killing of another body. The bottom line is the unborn are not her body. They're they're inside her body. They reside in her body, right? That's part of the SLED acronym. They're in the environment of of the woman's body, but they're not part of the body like their hand, foot, you know, whatever, or head. They're a distinct unique human person from fertilization. And we believe that women should have control over their bodies just like men do to a degree, not an absolute control, but we certainly don't agree that we can kill an individual uh, by using our body. And that's that's what abortion is. It just is. It just happens that the baby resides inside the mother's womb. So there you have it. There's my take on the Democrat debate, the fifth debate, which is now in the books. We've got to endure one more, a sixth debate in December. Then it's off to the races into the primary season beginning in 2020. So uh, if you want to find out more about our uh, our organization, go to createdequal.org. Or if you want to follow us on Facebook, go to markherrington.org or our social media platforms on Facebook and Twitter and elsewhere. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God.
0: You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil evil plague in America, call Created Equal at 614-269-7808, 614-269-7808, or go online to createdequal.net, createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to the Mark Harrington show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.